I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and Taffy, if you're going to be a pest, I'll just have to ignore you. And my name is Colin Trucker, and uh, I guess it wasn't the dove. That was going <laughs> to... That was going to be my alternate intro, just I was, doing that for yeah. six minutes straight. I was considering that as well. Yeah, so it would have been uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, Mars Attacks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, Mars Attacks, alternate title, Everybody Dies. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, so this was this was my suggestion. This is one of my sort of favorite cult classic sort of sci-fi movies from, i mean it came out in the 90s yes mm-hmm. 90s 96 i'm looking now but i probably have that year wrong 96 um, you're right but i remember because i was 10 and i just feel like it was like the perfect age for me to see that movie at the same time mm. and now looking back on it doesn't quite hold up not as interesting and also drags quite a bit <laughs> but i will say <laughs> As I was watching it, I texted Colin yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, I'm having such a great time. And then probably like five, ten minutes later is when it kind of just takes a dip. There's just like a lot of uh, I don't want to say fluff, but like all the like the, you know, the blowing up of stuff and like the people dying and people running all very like impressive for the time. I will say like the CGI of it all. But I probably could have trimmed about 20 minutes off of this movie and, you know, given more time to Annette Benning and oh. Pam Greer. <laughs> yeah. And yes. And um, Sylvia Sidney, of course, we will talk about. But um, Queen Sylvia. This is the first time you've seen this, Colin. Yes. Or have you ever seen Bits and Pieces? What did you know about this movie? Oh, my God. I knew like I knew of it. You know, I knew of it. I had a flashbulb memory of Glenn Close screaming. And yeah. I did I know anything else about it? I think I just knew Mars Attacks, Tim Burton, 90s, Glenn Close Screaming. I think that's all I knew. And Love that. like I remember like there being, you know, trailers for it, you know, in the 90s yes. that I probably saw, I don't know, I don't know, whenever uh 96, that's too early for Never Been Kissed. But you know, I'm imagining myself at, you know, the yeah. the Cineplex Odeon seeing the trailer for this. But I yeah, so I really didn't know what to expect going into this. And I, other than kind of looking at the cast to kind of get a sense of the ladies who were going to be in it, I didn't really do much research beforehand. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I, love that. I didn't go to, to doesesthedogdie.com and I yes. should <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I was like in the beginning two minutes, like a, a stampede of cows are on fire <laughs> running past the family from Minari. And I was just like, 
oh my god this is like the leftovers all over again <laughs> i know i know i didn't think of the cow the cows we've got cows that's my twister oh of um, course yes uh <laughs> and the dog too. and the dog but i mean <laughs> and, the bird, and the bird and the bird <laughs> Two dogs, a bird, a bunch of cows. <laughs> a dove and a partridge a and a pear dove. tree. And a Glenn Close and a pear tree. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, they're going to kill Glenn. And then I then I ha- then I I went to, does the Sylvia Sidney die? Because I was like, don't do this to me. It, it, is the Pam Greer okay.org? Like, I was searching yes, all the sites. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, apologies. But I, I would say, even though... It's like a funny way to die, I guess. Oh. I don't know. I, I can't justify it. But you know what I mean. It's like everyone's sort of dying. So the dog being blasted away by like a fake alien in a comic cult classic hopefully is digestible. I mean, if not, you know, I'm sorry. I'll just say this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the dog survived in, in, the, in Independence Day. I feel like I have a memory yes. of a dog like jumping in front of a, a ball of flames. But... Oh, yeah. The Vivica A. Fox of it all. Oh, too. That reminded me oh. a lot of the Pam Greer storyline, to be honest. Like, it, I, I think this one came first, maybe, though. Mars Attacks or Independence Day. I can't remember the timeline there. Well, but, like, Vivica A. Fox, you know, like, her husband's, like, fighting the good fight. She's staying at home. She has two kids. It's that tunnel scene. It's that tunnel where scene. the tunnel's exploding. Yeah. And they find that little alcove, and the dog jumps slow-mo slow-mo exactly yes thank you you're like reading my mind that's literally what what i remember now i have a a goop for you here uh they both came out in 1996 and wow independence day not surprisingly came out on july 3rd 1996 for yes fourth of july weekend and mars attacks came out december 13th so i feel and obviously these were in production at the same time so i feel like it's this kind of like grand coincidence that in 1996 we had these two you know alien attacks disaster movies movies. disaster movies yeah there's a president there's you know uh there's a there's pam greer there's vivica fox there's a dog that lives there's a dog that dies um (laughs) it's pam versus vivica that's what this episode should be right right i mean i will say i mean i uh I did I did enjoy Pam, and for anyone who's worried, Pam Greer is one of the few people who survives this movie. Um, yes, I did want. I mean, it's Pam Greer. It's Foxy Brown. Yeah. Like I wanted uh, a little more of like Pam Greer fighting uh, fighting aliens. And that so it was been cool. I mean, I loved the whole scene of like grabbing the kids at the arcade, but I just needed a little more of like you've got Pam Greer, like. <laughs> Give her something to do, you know? Yeah, give her a gun. Give her, you know, run over some aliens with her bus, oh, you know, something that like that. Great. That would have been satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of satisfying, too, I, Keon mentioned this because he watched, like, the last, I don't know, like, 35 minutes with me. He just happened to be he walk into the bedroom or whatever, and he was upset that there wasn't like a reunion between um pam greer and her husband i know i was like like, when he like he yeah mm -hmm. he shows up but like i would have loved to seen that yeah i want we get that scene of him running into the apartment building at the end but like i wanted um even i mean this is like a weird reference but do you remember the movie big with tom hanks you know what i i mean i do know it obviously too but i 
I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety, but go go ahead. Well, I might not get the reference, but oh, for everyone else who who knows it, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's just that at the end, his mother is played by Mercedes Rule, who's great, uh, and who won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. So maybe one day we'll do an episode on her. Uh, but yeah. at the end, like obviously, so in the movie, the kid be biggins into uh tom hanks and at the end he goes back to being the kid and the whole mm-hmm. time his mother thinks that he's missing and she's all distraught and at the end the last scene is of him like running home into the house very similar to mars attacks but we get to hear we don't see it but we get to hear mercedes rule just like losing her shit going josh josh and it's like it's enough like i just needed to experience yeah. in some way the reunion and like yeah i wanted that i wanted pam Grier to be like you know, Byron, you know, something. Just give, give yes. me. Oh, yeah. Like from the top floor, just like the scream. And he's yes. like, I'm here, baby. Yes. And he walks up. Yes. I just needed to I hear needed it. it. I needed <laughs> it. Um, because until until he showed up at the very end, I got to say, I was a little like, ooh, this was, this was, he- I mean, I didn't, I did. That was the thing is I did not expect all these people to die. I saw Pierce yes. Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael J. Fox and Jack Nicholson in two roles. And I was just like, oh, well, we're going to follow these people through the movie. You know, like these are going to be kind of our like intertwining stories. But then, you know, bing, bang, boom, you know. Yeah, or bing, bang, bong, really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not okay, hon. Yeah, it was... Yes, I think... <laughs> really, the only people that survive are Grandma, Richie, Natalie Portman's character, which is... Taffy. I don't know what movie she was in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was like... And Girl Interrupted. She was not yes. in Mars Attacks. I don't know what Girl was happening interrupted. there. Like, she took, like, you know, angsty daughter of the president to a new level. Yeah, it was like Lydia <laughs> Lydia Dietz in Mars Attacks. Like I was picturing yes. like the, the gothic room. It, it was very much a Winona Ryder kind of role. It was, it was, yes. I mean, we're kind of listing off these, uh, these actors, actors and actresses anyway too, but like this is... For for many reasons, the definition of like an all star cast. Like yeah. there are so many. At least for like our generation, I feel like not everyone might know. You know Martin Short, I, which is crazy to me that they wouldn't. You right. know, but M- Martin Short, Michael J. Fox, uh, Jack Nicholson. Um, it it really runs the gamut of like, just how many people said yes to this, and I love that all these people are in the same movie. Sarah Jessica Park. I mean, we have so much to talk about oh. with Sarah Jessica. Um, and, like, prestige actors like Rod Steiger and Paul Winfield are, like, these are, like, you know, of their era are, like, best of the best. And, now, and like, so there is something, yes. there's something sort of Poseidon adventure about having this cast of, like, huge stars kind of after their prime, but, like, still kind of glowing up the movie, you know? Like, having Sylvia Sidney in this is such a throwback to, like, 70s... I mean, I know this is a spoof of, like, 50s alien attack movies, but, like, yes. the, the ensemble cast is such a throwback to, like, 70s disaster movies where you would have someone like Sylvia Sidney in, like, her last movie role. Gloria Swanson, like, I think her last role was playing herself in, like, Airport 1979 or Airport 75, like, yes. a, like a disaster movie. Um, and so I kind of feel like Sylvia Sidney is doing, like, a, a variation of that in a Tim Burton sort of way here. Yeah, I mean, every time I think of Sylvia Sidney in this movie, I think of her saying, I want to see Slim. I want to see Slim and Muffy and, Muffy. and Richie Lynch. <laughs> 
That could have been. She says it. That could have been an intro line as well. I want to see Muffy. (laughs) Yes, I want to see Slim. She's like almost singing it. Ugh, I love her. I mean, where to start? Really, like I have like they're all women. I mean, we we might mention some men here too, but um, we talked about Natalie Portman and like just I I think that like she that dialogue at the end with her and Richie when she's giving him the Medal of Honor is so weird. Right? It's like kind of cute. He's like, you don't have to kiss me if you don't want to. She's like, I kind of have to. And then she does. And then she's like, you got a girlfriend. It's so weird. It's I was so like, weird. Yeah. Who scrapped this together on like the last day of writing or slash filming this movie? I don't know. But I guess, should we start with Glenn? I don't know. Like she, she doesn't have as big of a role as I thought she, like, as I remembered it, I guess too. But like, um, but she is great. Yeah. I don't know who, who's on your list here. Well, so I guess just for anyone who hasn't seen it with the, just the general premise is that Martians attack yes. earth and we are following all these different storylines. And, and, you know, I think by, by talking about the, the cast will that'll kind of introduce the characters and then I'll kind of tell you the storylines because it's really following yeah. different people in like DC yes. and LA and um and in New York and in New York uh are they in New York is there someone in New York um I think that um Christine Pam Greer is in New York oh I think she's in DC because Byron was like oh, I gotta DC. get to see yeah yeah that's why he does say that why did I just it looked like New York to me in my mind who knows yeah anyway. I think but I, was... I believe you I remember that yeah yeah there's no main character in a way. Yeah. But I guess if we're going to go from kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know, seniority in the movie, Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close play the president and the first lady. Uh, and so Glenn, yeah, I was surprised at how little Glenn was in this. And um, be- I guess because she was the only thing I remembered about this movie, I thought, oh, Glenn's like going to be on the spaceship at some point. Yeah, she doesn't quite make it. No, she gets crushed by a chandelier, so I guess we don't get to see her, you know, ray gunned, but uh, she does get Nancy Reagan'd. <laughs> the chandelier. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> that was pretty, I just thought of that. I mean, right. That was impressive, Colin. Thank yeah. you. I mean, she plays the perfect sort of, like, just, like, the sharpness of her, like, and, like, Natalie Portman, it just doesn't seem like she is her daughter at all because it's just like they're they're totally opposite people. And she's like an XD teenager too, but she's like sort of I'm trying to think of like what movie she belongs in, Glenn Close. Like almost like the help. Yeah. Um, is yeah, where yeah. she belongs. She's also like playing bridge. I could see I mean, I think Glenn is I think she's hitting the right campy notes in this. I think Glenn's great in this. But it's like I could have easily seen Joan Allen do this role and maybe take it a little more seriously. But like this is a Joan Allen kind of character. Yes. When I think of Glenn Close in this movie, I always think of her with her curlers in jumping out of bed like at light speed. I don't know if that's like a body double, but like when they jump out of the bed, Uh it's It's comically um, (laughs) crazy how they do that. But. I think her eyes and like the severity of her like uh, commitment. It's like I think of like Cruella Deville, like how yeah. like she commits to. I mean everything. We love Glenn, um, but yeah. I think that this is, this is what makes it work. And this and, and sort of like the kick the crap out of them. Right. Um, I love that line too. I like that Glenn. You know, uh, Johnny and I did Ever After as a Matreon recently, and we were talking about Ooh. Angelica Houston and how like. It's like, oh, yeah, she goes there. Like, she'll go full tilt. Like, Angelica Houston in The Witches or Angelica Houston in Adam's Family. And I feel like it's true about Glenn as well. It's like, she, like, 
Glenn does so many prestige pictures and really serious roles, but I feel like, I mean, anyone who's followed her on Instagram, like she has a good sense of humor. She's, yeah, she's she does. very funny. And I feel like is not afraid to look stupid on camera. And I think that, that kind of, uh, her being this like serious prestige actor who's willing to look stupid and campy is such a great combination. I agree. I agree. Um, should I, we move on? I, I go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say maybe. Uh, speaking of of acting stupid and being a prestige actor, I feel like that is a natural transition to Annette Benning. Oh my goodness! Yes. So Annette Benning, she is in Vegas, and she is kind of a um, you know, uh, new age, you know, crystal loving, meditating, you know, yoga doing, uh, recovering alcoholic who's married to a, um, a casino hotel, you know, magnet or something also played by Jack Nicholson. Um, yeah. And she, I, she was, I mean, I've seen Annette Bening in a handful of things and I feel like she has a bit of a brand. This was such a different Annette Bening. I know. Honestly, it's one of my favorite performances of her. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's, I have not seen the grifters, but in my mind, is she like this? And like that sort of like ditzy sort of like fizzy at the beginning. I don't know why I picture the grifters being like that, but I, I could be way off. Cause I've never seen it. I, that is like, just like a theory I have in my mind that like, it's not too far off. Yeah. Why they would cast her in something. If it isn't, that's also fine. Like definitely, you know, write me an email and be like, no, you're way off. <laughs> but, but we should do the Grifters because I believe maybe both of them were nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Ooh. I know at least Angelica Houston maybe was. Um, in any event, Angelica Houston's also in it, so maybe we'll do the Grifters since we've now talked lovely. about both of those women. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, speaking of just like committed, like it, I could have watched this character, like especially like New Agey, sort of like floating in the pool sitting on top of like the hood of her car with like mm-hmm. the jewel like the jewels like the arrival <laughs> costume um yeah. is so great i just like and it's so funny like I, I i really really she makes me laugh a lot especially when she's at that like uh the alcoholics anonymous meeting and mm-hmm. she's like clapping for herself <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so good i mean even at, at towards the end when she uh finds byron in the casino and he says something about like art and she's like no, he's dead. I told him this was going to happen. Like, just the kind yes. of, like, deadpan delivery of that where she doesn't even, like, have any grief about it. It just was such a surprising performance, and it didn't feel like Annette Benning playing dumb. It felt like she'd fully created a character where she kind of disappeared into it. And uh, I was, like, I was so impressed. I really loved this yeah. character, and I loved kind of – I was, like, forgetting i don't know like when i think of annette benning i guess i think of like american beauty as kind of this like you know staple of like annette benning and what she does you know but it, this was yes. so good added to the catalog because it's really like it, it her voice is completely different yeah oh uh, that's it's it sort too. of like yeah. higher pitched and like fizzy and like i just think of her and like the kids are all right and how it's just sort of like that low like right almost baritone and even in like american beauty she has like the gruff sort of growl she's mm-hmm. able to get that yeah right i feel like she goes to that francis mcdormand territory and uh yeah i kind of it kind of awoken me to like awoken awaked i woke up to the idea of like <laughs> i really should increase my uh my annette benning catalog i i think the grifters might be a good next step yeah i think that'd be a lot of fun yeah. i i mean we love her and i think we need more of her so yeah 
Yeah. Bump it up. It's like a supplement. I'm going to take more I, yeah. vitamin. Vitamin <laughs> Benning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, vitamin B. Um, yeah, I, I just love her. Like, even, like, the tiniest little thing, like, at the end, too, when she... Um, when Danny DeVito gets killed and he like oh. gets separated from the group, she's like, where are you going? She's like, I like him. Right. Like, just like the weird one-off line because they're like sort of banding together and he separates for whatever reason. Yeah, he wants to it's go back very, to the like, hotel. It's a disaster movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of them always wants to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she shoots the alien, but like too late. It was, yeah. It's just, uh, it's a cute little bit. But I, I, I agree. It's like, it. this is a different side of Annette Benning. I knew, you know, but I was reminded of just how good it was because mm-hmm. it, it's been a while since I've seen this movie too. But um, I love her in this. Yeah, and thank God she survives. She's one of the yes seven people. I saw this in the trivia of like the twenty-two main cast members. Seven people survive. It's oh yeah, nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> and so she is luckily one of them. I would have been really bummed. Uh, it's kind of like there's. I get a Poseidon Adventure reference, but, and I know you probably haven't seen it since maybe we did that episode on it, but towards the end of the Poseidon Adventure, um, Mrs. Rogo, uh, UG, uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine's wife, who is like in the like pink men's dress shirt and heels the whole movie. Oh yes. Um, oh yes. She, like just before like they get to the end, she falls and dies and it, oh, and she's such a great character in the whole movie. She's so tough. Like, as much as I love Shelley Winters, it's also like, oh, Stella Stevens and the Poseidon Adventure. It's even, yes. it's just as good, if not in some ways, I don't want to say better, but like equal, just equal. Sure, um, yeah. I know. It sounds sacrilege to say I know, it, I know. I, I see what you're saying, yeah. And so it's kind of like, this character wasn't the same as her, but it was the kind of same thing. I was like, ugh. Like if, I'm so, I'm always so bummed that her character dies in the Poseidon Adventure. And I kind of felt mm-hmm. the same way about like, if Barbara had died in this movie, I'd be like, ugh. Oh, that would have been terrible. Right? Yes. Like, how, how, you, how could you do this to me? So yeah, um, I agree. her name is Barbara Land. Barbara Land. It sounds like an old like actress from the fifties. It sounds like the name yeah. of an actress who would be in an, in a movie like this in the fifties. Yes, co-star Barbara Land. Name. Even yeah. even Sarah Jessica Parker as Natalie Lake. Natalie, like, yes, I just love stuff like that. Yeah, let's talk about Sarah Jessica Parker. Let's. <laughs> I, I, she was one of my favorites. She, yeah, she was the that whole scene with Pierce Brosnan filming the, oh. the show. Peak. <laughs> yes. She was so nuanced. It was like the, and she was like, uh, "Professor, um, sir, you know, like, like." Yeah, was like, I have it. She's like, "What, in your view, Donald Kessler?" <laughs> Chairman, are some of the things that the Martians can teach us, Professor? <laughs> so so good, perfectly timed. I'm like, did she make that up? Like, it was oh my perfect. gosh! Like, I was obsessed with her in this. Like, yeah. I wanted to see that interview go on for like ten more minutes. And doesn't when she's introducing, he's from the school of astrophysics. Like, of some, there's some yes. kind of like way she does it. She is. I also I loved there. I mean, I think maybe my favorite moment in the entire movie is when. Um, Pierce Brosnan, uh, whatever his name was, uh, Donald, when he says, you know, who knows what they could teach us. And then she like turns and looks at the camera. (laughs) That was my next note. Phenomenal. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) she's just like so thrilled and so happy to be there. Oh my gosh. She was. I loved her. Yeah. I, I have to say like, I 
and we, I think we talked about this when we did the Family Stone episode, is like you go in with these preconceived notions of Sarah Jessica Parker, but like I feel like she's always better than I give her credit for. Yes, yes, uh. yes, yes. So yeah, she- There's pl- also like- Go, go, go. Oh, go. no, I was going to introduce so to anyone who doesn't know. She plays the host of this like fashion TV show, this like fashion talk show that- um, then has, you know, Donald Kessler, this professor on to talk about the, the aliens, you know, making contact. And um, and then she ultimately uh, gets uh, abducted by the aliens. And then I thought, oh, OK, well, now, you know, we're going to follow her, what she goes through on the spaceship. But no, then they do a head swap with her and her chihuahua. And she's then she's half chihuahua, half Natalie Lake. And uh, later, uh, Donald Kessler becomes um, a sort of buffet of body parts. Yes. <laughs> and a head. And they have this weird love story as two disembodied heads. Um, yeah, just kind of going down with the ship. Uh, oh, Titanic it was like at the end. kind of. It was like, yeah, this it was is sad. I was like, these people are pretty innocent. Right. You know? Like, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Right. Like, there was, I, it was like just so shocking. And it was like, oh, we're not even going to have like some weird ending where they like there's no way they could be together like there's something so weirdly tragic about it you know yeah i know i know i i do love like the the nuance of like when she is the dog and when she's excited the dog wags its tail yeah and when she's scared the dog sort of like quivers um i did like that when she's sort of just like talking to him as pierce brosnan's head is just like dangling when he says i had a schoolboy crush on you yeah i kept thinking of like them like the actors in green screen like filming the scene yes yeah yes uh it uh, but i just like i couldn't get enough of her i was again like cut 20 minutes of that uh you know the the explosion and add more dialogue for sarah jessica parker and pierce brosnan or as my mom says pierce bronson <laughs> of course of course yeah How- and now i have to think about it now because she said it so many times pierce bronson <laughs> oh i just love pierce bronson <laughs> how I'm moms like, okay, say actors names yeah <laughs> yes oh god oh i love it and we'll add key to that list oh Melissa yeah mccartney <laughs> And Jennifer Gardner, yeah. With the D, yeah, who he loves, like it's one of his favorite actresses. But he still he still has to think real hard about it. But uh, it's really cute. I love when he does it. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. I'll start making a list. Please, yeah, yeah. please. This is great. Because um, you could eventually do a TikTok where you just keep showing pictures of them and what like yeah, what like, Keon calls celebrities them. My boyfriend can't pronounce number one. <laughs> Melissa McCartney. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, That'll be great. That'll be great. Um, Uh, But Sarah Jessica, she's great. The the last thing I'll say about Sarah Jessica is um, there's this one thing where, because she's kind of dating Michael J. Fox, and he was like, why is he on your show? He should have been on ours. And she does this like, ugh. Mm -hmm. She makes this like face that's just really funny, too. Like, I, I just love her. Peak Sarah Jessica. Peak Sarah Jessica. And of course, yes, she's like married or dating Michael J. Fox, who... Again, I thought, well, they're not going to kill Michael and J. Fox. And, oh, they yeah. do, like, very yeah, early they on. They do, pretty early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> and, you know, we mentioned him before, but I just have to mention, like, Danny DeVito is, I think, in this movie for, like, a minute and a half, all total. Uh, but he's so good. He's, he's like, hey, so, yeah. am I the only one here? <laughs> he's, he's great. Like, 
I was I, very Gabe and Pen15. Oh my God, he was. That's what I was getting. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Divorce me? Divorce me? <laughs> do you know? Whenever I say that, I have to do the hands. I have to like. You have to. Yeah, I have you to. Can't just sit there. And no. Do it. Yes. No. It's that's part of the joy of it. But yes, Danny DeVito is is a, is Gabe. Oh my God, that's so true. Uh, yes. And it like I it also made me realize like Danny DeVito. I'm like weirdly obsessed like suddenly i want to go down to like a danny devito rabbit hole which sounds gross but uh sure i just uh i need more yeah i need more he's been in everything he's been in everything so many movies more in that bending more danny devito yeah, more in yeah i'm interested why he's never gotten any like awards attention like or even like an honorary something you know mm. what i mean like because he is not just an actor, like a producer, a director. Like, I feel like he's been in the biz for a while. But, like, he's not one of the first people I would think of as, like, A-list. But, like, he definitely is. Like, God, his career spans, like, decades upon decades. Yeah. So maybe this is, uh, like you said, some uh, some homework for us. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, looking up He's you know, I mean, they're just the Globes. But he's gotten some Golden Globes nominations uh, oh, he did win in 1980 the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Sporting Role in Taxi. So okay, that's taxi. something. Uh, but then, I mean, it, these are like very Globesy performances. He was nominated for Ruthless People in 1986, which I haven't seen, but I'm aware mm-hmm. of it. And then in 1988, he was nominated for Throw Mama from the Train, which is a funny movie, but like, you know, it, it's so Globesy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need like a good best supporting role for Yes, I, exactly. I like would a, love to see that. Yeah, like some kind of like gritty, like, oh my God, Danny DeVito in a whole new life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Same. Um, so, you know, I, I just while we're talking about men, I do just want to mention Rod Steiger, who I, I know his name and I'm like, what else have I seen him in? Uh, but... Uh, oh, yes. he was in the heat of the night. That's like the big one of his. But I, the one thing I want to just mention, because typically I don't really care about these like angry, you know, war general characters. Yes. But I did love his final moments when he had that monologue to the aliens of like, and we are Americans and we will not surrender. And he just starts shooting. And I don't know why. I think at that point, maybe <laughs> I, I just needed that. I needed someone to fight back and like. Yes. It was just so gratifying when he just starts shooting. Like it was so... I mean, I think, like, I, I think there's a lot of commentary in this movie. Like, there's a lot of satire about, you know, government and war and media, blah, blah, blah. And I did appreciate in that moment the kind of like, well, there you go. That's that's how an American goes down. Yeah, so, sort of like Yosemite Sam style, just yes. like kind of guns in both hands, ablazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like... It is. It's like when even like the Michael, or excuse me, the Martin Short stuff at the beginning, when like they're spinning it to the president. Like I think they, I think the audience is gonna love it. Like the yeah. way they spin this, like just like not really realizing it that this is a terrible thing that's happening, um, and a president just ignoring it. I don't know what that's like, Colin. I know. I know. <laughs> oh my God, there were definitely moments where I was like, "Ooh, this movie." Uh, yes. Yeah. There was what? a line that said, "Go ahead, go ahead." No, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. A line that was like, even though like it was after like the first attack or the second attack or something, and um, Jack Nicholson has that speech like the schools will be open. I'm like, oh my god, the schools opening. That's so funny. Uh, just right? like Corona adjacent 
behavior. It's ugh, yikes. Yeah, it was, you know, I kept, you know, thinking, especially towards the end with all the explosions, I was like, this movie is so pre 9 11. It's just like, yeah. there is a bit of that, like, post Trump, post Corona of like, maybe that was part of what shocked me about this movie was like, ooh, we just went through a lot of people dying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it, and it took a lot of people dying for them to officially start taking action. Right. Like, right. Like real I, action. I think that's what was resonating. Them. It was like the post, you know, not post Corona, but like, you know, you know, I don't know, later chapter of Corona era watching this. It was like, oh, boy, it's a similar I guess it's a similar feeling of like, wow, that does affect how I watch things now. Like I can yes. start to see the after effects of going through this pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, should we talk about just kind of like in the middle of this, should we talk about Lisa Marie? Yeah. Cause it's great. I don't know if she's on roller skates. I think this is just like such a singular performance of yeah. like the body work that she does, like the physicality of this character and like how she moves. And there was like an IMDB fact that was like, um, the alien woman does not blink. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, is that a fact? Great. Right. Um, right. Uh, good to what know. What was your what was yeah? What was your take on on alien woman? We'll call her. I mean, like such a you know, I would imagine a a an inspiration for drag and like such a mm. like the draggiest performance in this movie. Yeah. And, why have I not seen this? Right. Right. And 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 the fact that it's like. You know, it's an alien in the drag of a woman. You know what I mean? There's even that. There's even like in the movie, it's drag, and then the actual meta appearance of it is drag. Like, there's, I all of that was really interesting, and um, I, I mean, yeah, the way that she moved. I think that like I had read that like yeah, she had to be like sewn into this costume because there's no yes. zippers, there's no buttons. So there's just like something so. I love the kind of idea of like this is an alien's interpretation of like a desirable woman. Like I love that there's also that, you know, that there's like kind of a subtext the to bouffant. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'd had to because the alien's brain is so big, but I I just love yeah, why have we not seen that on drag race or some sort of like themed lip sync of mm -hmm. that sort of dress? Yeah, I don't know. I could I could picture it in my mind. I don't know what song would be great for like a Mars Attacks lip sync. Um, yeah, or maybe it's some like, sort of seductive song. Right. Like maybe that's like the opening part of the number, and then there's like a beat drop, and then she breaks out of it, and she's wearing yeah, the alien. There's an alien, like the alien spacesuit underneath, and you know she can dance like Kennedy Davenport at that point. You know, um, pinwheel <laughs> yes, arms, yes. pinwheel arms all day. <laughs> Fancy footwork, yes, absolutely, yes, yes. yeah. I love that that one shot always sticks in my mind of her like across the fish tank of her just like looking at oh, him. Oh yeah. To me, it's like the equivalent of like Claire Danes and Leo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet <laughs> when they're like right. looking across. It's right. Like the same thing. Yeah, that uh. was. I felt like shots like that. I was like, oh, you could like take that shot and frame it, and like it'd be like its oh, own gosh. little kind of like piece of art like it certainly the tim burton of it all is there are moments that are like oh that's you know uh i can tell this is the same person who did beetlejuice you know yes yeah it does scream that too mm -hmm. i'm sure there's like fan like mars attacks fan arts what right that like? right I right love that yeah yeah so i just wanted to give her a little moment to um her and martin short have 
a great scene together, and um, ultimately he dies. <laughs> yeah, as well, so, he dies as and well. Gets his finger bitten off. Right. Um, uh, so don't get attached. I mean, he's one of those characters you're like, oh, well, I know he's gonna die. You know. Yes. Uh, of the DC folks, I think we've covered everyone. We've talked a bit about Pam Greer, Vegas. I do want to just mention Cindy, the um, the yes. the the cocktail waitress coworker who. I love that, like, of, like, she survives. Cindy survives. Yeah. Uh, yes. She's such a great visual in the movie, and I love, I, I love the inclusion of her in that final, like, group of, of survivors. A, I was like, is she going to have any lines in this movie? Because I don't think she has a line until, like, her last two scenes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, like, and you would know more than me, too, being, you know, a disaster movie aficionado. But I feel like you need a Cindy. I yes. feel like that is definitely part of the like the roster of I don't know what it is. It gets me excited like that ragtag. I mean, as Poseidon Adventure, like it's like all these people that just get randomly plucked from like an awful situation that have to band together. Yes. There's something extremely I don't know, satisfying about it. I, that's not even the right word, but like you need a Cindy, you need like uh you need like the Shelley Winters type and you mm-hmm. need uh you know the guy who's going to lead and then the guy who's going to like challenge the leader and the guy who's like the the brains of the operation, which in this case is Tom Jones like flying right. the plane, but right. I just love that. I and I I'm glad Cindy is also here too. She's beautiful. Yeah, and that was my thought exactly was like when I think of that disaster movie you know, kind of exactly as you said, people kind of plucked from different places, you know, to kind of, you know, te- you know, band together. They, yeah, you absolutely need a Danny DeVito. You need a Cindy. Cindy played by uh, Janice Rivera. Janice Rivera, yeah, who yeah. Who's not really been in anything else since. This was probably her biggest movie. Um, yeah, she, this was, she was in uh, Son of the Beach uh, in 2000 and she played, a character named Labia. So uh, there we go. There you go. All right. Uh, well, all I, right. Yes. And while we're on the topic of just like the rest of the sort of like cameo cast, we'll, we'll say Christina Applegate is in this movie, Colin. You, if you blink, you miss her. Yeah, I was so excited to see her in the cast list, and but it was very much a kind of like. She was practically Anna Devere Smith and Rachel getting married. The camera barely focused on her, you know? I know, I know. And and Jack Black as well. We got to give him some props. Yeah, Um, a very different looking Jack Black, you know, in that era of Jack Black. Yeah. Um, We also got, and maybe I wonder if this is part of their friendship, but Willie Garson from Sex and the City was uh, the corporate guy in the the TV studio. Stanford. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I thought Richie's parents, played by Joan on Baker and Olan Jones, were it was like they're both such like character actors. Like I do kind of yes. enjoy when a scene is and again, this is definitely a big part of these kind of disaster movies is you'll have a scene or have a narrative that's driven purely by like character actors. You like they're the stars yes. of the scene and like it just adds some texture because you typically don't get to see people like that own the scene. Yeah, I mean, you also, just to add to that roster, you also need a Richie. Even though he's not a part of the main group, mm-hmm. I love his journey. And, and I mean, throw in a grandma, and especially Sylvia Sidney as the grandma. Like, th- that duo alone is enough. And I love that it, it's sort of like that he doesn't fit in with his family, but he does, like, end up kind of saving the day, or at least, like, providing the assists. Um, yeah. I, I love that relationship. And he's just, like, a good kid. And yeah. they don't see that. It makes me sad. 
it, it is an in, you know what's interesting with this movie is that there because there are so many storylines like nobody like an Independence Day it it all kind of zooms in on like you know Will Smith and Bill Pullman or whatever like you you kind of have your hero narrative kind of develop and I feel like in mm-hmm. this Richie is techn- Richie and Grandma let's be real Sylvia Sidney you know deservedly included here are technically given that hero narrative kind of by the end, but it's a little shortened or a little truncated. And I think from what I've read that this script was intended to be a lot longer and have a lot more of pretty much everything. And I think there was even a version where Byron does not survive. Um, I know where I was like, Oh folks, I would have not liked that. And there was like more (laughs) destruction and it just would have been a whole thing. But I think it also may have expanded Richie and grandma's, you know, hero narrative of, um, you know, finding the music that kills the Martians. But it, again, the, my, my point being that because there were so many different storylines, no one really saves the day independently, you know? Yes, because, you know, Richie and Grandma do not ever interact with Byron and right. you know, Barbara. It, it, it seems, it's like pick a lane almost, but I'm also fine that there are multiple lanes going in this on this highway of yeah. this movie. But yeah, I do, I, it is, I, I wouldn't say it's frantic, but you do have to kind of, I wouldn't say pay attention, but um, I see what you're saying. There isn't one, you know, the accidental hero of the movie is grandma listening to her right. music. And, and there's um, no, like we don't, like I can't, I, we kind of jump from like them figuring it out and playing it on the radio to suddenly the army knowing to blare it on their like, you know, uh, on their sound systems. Like we don't really ever find out how everybody learns that this is what kills the aliens. You know what I mean? Like it's, I kind of thought that was gonna be part of the plot of now Richie has to somehow connect with the U S army to give them this Intel, but they just kind of jump to like, Oh no, we, we figured it out. Local radio station. Yeah. 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 The local radio station in the middle of the desert somehow you know spread all the way to washington dc and like i get that that's part of this movie is like it's supposed to be kind of like schlocky on purpose but my expectation of a movie like this is like oh this is where we really see richie's story come to fruition but then it's not really you know it's kind of like the next scene is like all right you know thanks richie you know we got it from here yeah things get resolved pretty quickly and uh, very easily, all things considered, for Richie and Grandma too, which I'm happy to see. I mean, is this right. our segue into Sylvia Sidney? I I do believe it might be. Yes, Sylvia Sidney is. I mean, she's got tough competition. You know, certainly from Je- Sarah Jessica Parker and Annette Bening, but like it it does raise the question of if Sylvia Sidney is indeed the BSA of Mars Attacks. Yeah, I mean, in their own right, they're all sort of BSAs, but like she is the one that I remember most from this movie too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this is like and the the and Sylvia Sidney of the cast listening listing. Excuse yes. me. Yes, um, that's like that's that's who I'm watching out for ninety nine percent of the time, especially if it's a woman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. all that I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, the and it's the and 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 she's that that's how she feels in this and like she has that great line of like oh they blew up Congress which of course anything political <laughs> at this point like resonates more these days. I uh, know. Oh my god. It was yeah. I mean, she was. Uh, she's very much the hero, but kind of like, I guess, partially because she is kind of slipping into dementia, like completely unaware of it, like completely unshaken by any of this. I think when the aliens come to the the you know the nursing home and start killing everybody, and um, 
and then her headphones get pulled out and that kills the aliens who are about to kill her and then she looks at them and just says like yeah those men look really sick these men look really sick like she's just yeah she's a to- she's on a totally different frequency than everybody else the entire movie yeah but she's kind of just happy to be there and just uh, on her own little planet uh, pun intended yeah um but I, I also love her opening line of just like she's kind of just sitting there like her introduction isn't necessarily you know a proper bsa sort of moment but i love that like her first line is did any one of you traitors see my muffin yeah <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she calls them traitors i just love that oh god and she was um you know i because i think a lot of people would recognize her as juno in beetlejuice um, who yes, kind of yes, is there Tim Burton. is there like yeah. caseworker, you know, on the other side. But yeah, Sylvia Sidney is like a, you know, she's been around forever. She's been in a ton a of legend. movies. She's a legend. Yeah. She's 111 acting credits. Um, yeah. Starting, she, her last movie, her last thing was in 1998. Her first thing was in 1927. So watch your back, Betty White. We're talking about longevity yeah. here. She And she exactly. worked the entire time like she didn't take mm-hmm. a break in any decade it's uh i go, love that go sylvia sydney oh yeah. yeah a name everyone should know yeah i just love i mean uh, as far as just like her moments in this movie like the you know i don't know who thomas is but she keeps talking about thomas and even when um uh she i guess it's like jack black says like grandma it's billy glenn she's like i know thomas thomas there's something yeah. really like uh, just, I almost said like the first word was like cute, but like she is like a cute grandma, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, there is that like quality. I feel like she smokes like a pack a day, like the rasp in her voice, or maybe yeah. that's just, you know, old lady voice, who knows? But like, I just love hearing her talk. And, um, and even when she's talking about like, I want to see Slim and Muffy and Richie and he's like, grandma, I'm Richie. And then she says, I know Thomas, Richie yeah. was always the best one. And I love that like that she has that relationship with Richie, even though she's still kind of confusing who Richie is. Like, mm. it's like, a, an, an, it's like, he's the scarecrow, you know, of her, of her life. Absolutely. And I, I did love that moment of like, Richie was always the best. It was kind of a like, surprisingly uh, touching little moment that came out of, mm-hmm. you know, sort of out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, wow, that was well done, Sylvia Sidney. Well done, script. Well done, director. Well, but you know, well done, mostly Sylvia Sidney. Yeah, her lines are so um, perfect. It's like it, the zippy sort of like BSA energy of it all. Mm-hmm. Like just just the fact that she's like holding her ears at the end when the mariachi band is playing. The oh yeah, anthem. yeah. I love that choice. And then when um, Natalie Portman hands her the medal, she's like, "Thank you, honey, but don't you dare let this happen again." Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, and I, she I, doesn't I, care. Yeah, I think one of Sylvia Sidney's like best moments, very like uh, uh, the end of Minari too, of, of her sitting at the table. It's it's just like her looking at Richie as he gives the speech, even though Richie's speech mm. is like terrible, terrible. Um, there's almost like a, there's almost like a welling of you know tears that don't quite fall from her eyes, but just mm-hmm. like admiring her grandson, um, right, was special, and I just loved it. Sylvia Sydney, you know. Yeah. Sylvia Sydney. I mean, it's hard to say. I would say in terms I mean, if we had to have, you know, a list of BSAs, I feel like it's Sylvia Sydney, Annette Benning, Sarah Jessica Parker, Pam Greer, and who would be the fifth? Uh I got Lisa yeah. Marie, I guess. Lisa Marie. I guess Lisa Marie. Yeah, I I could give that to her. Um yeah. 
And so if we had five, I mean, because, you know, we're thinking of awards here. If we had five, so we've got Pam, Sylvia, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, if you will, Annette, and Lisa. If you had to then narrow it down, who who would win? Who would win this year of these women? Who would you give Ooh. it to? I mean, it would be like the narrative for this, like, Oscar season or award season would be like Sarah Jessica Parker is giving like I mean that interview scene really does take the cake for me yeah. and I I just think she's so magnetic like yeah. to watch and just like her committed from like start to finish right um, she has a good arc even though she you know her demise is pretty terrible but um but then there's like the the Sylvia Sidney the sort of like the legend in her own right that you know this could be her last movie but it's not you know yeah. um and I love the idea of Sylvia Sidney winning. So it's like if I really had to rank it from like five, four, three, two, one, I would I would probably do Lisa Marie and then Pam and then Annette and then Sarah and then Sylvia. Yeah. And Glenn didn't even one, get I nominated. Glenn I know, I forgot about Glenn, but yeah, no. Glenn is She's not in it enough, you know? And I know she's not. And Annette doesn't ever win, so it's you know that's just always Annette's narrative. She never wins yes, the Oscar. Yes. I I think I have to agree. I really think that Sylvia, um, you know, Sylvia, Sarah, and and Pam are probably you know the top three of this season. If we're going to think of it from a Drag Race point of view, <laughs> the top three. But like, I think Sylvia is going to end up winning it because she's the season queen. Who like, yes, you know. uh, yeah. I just love everything that she does, and she's also the one that I remember pretty right. clearly like if you say the grandma from mars attacks like i'm hoping people know yeah who that is if not i don't want to talk to you right <laughs> i'm yeah. just kidding get um, out <laughs> it gets out um but yeah mars attacks i'm glad we did it i've always wanted to do an episode on like one of my podcasts about it too but it is like i don't know there's something about like my early cataloging years like as a young gay boy that really latched onto this movie um for like a number of reasons, but like mostly for the women, of course. So I'm glad that um, you indulged me. No, in I it was great. Movie. I'm glad I have this in my catalog, considering the cast. And yes. I, I don't think I would. I might have watched it otherwise. So, um, so thank you for making it happen. Yes, uh, uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably why we're getting played off right now. I think that I must be it. why. Yeah, you you're right. Uh, so, uh, where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me every Tuesday, uh, at my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, and they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Nick Kochanov. How about you, Colin? Well, you can hear more of me and my other podcasts, All Right, Mary, uh, or we're still covering season 13 of Drag Race, because it's still happening. And uh, you can find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. I'm do a couple episodes this month. As a, uh, it's looking to be a one to two times a month kind of podcast. Uh, nice. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Trucker, Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. Well, uh, as per usual, keep your peepers peeled because our best supporting after show will be coming out on Friday in which we will be discussing, of course, some surprising SAG wins. Uh, That being the Screen Actors Guild. And uh, we'll have some BSAs the week and who knows what else. The only way to find out is to listen on Friday. So uh, that, as they say is that.